When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to On Texas Football. I'm Bobby Burton, your host. Uh, I'm joined today on National Signing Day by Jerry Hamilton, On3 National Football Recruiting Expert. He's on the road. He's attending some Signing Day ceremonies today. Uh, how you doing today, Jerry? I'm good, man. Out here in Cyprus, uh, about to go to Harold Perkins' uh, ceremony and, uh, you know, one of the last five stars left. I think you posted it this morning, Bobby, only nine guys left uh to 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 sign after this early signing period um so it, it was slim pickings but there were some real big battles at the end of the day on those guys obviously texas uh today we, we can now go ahead and uh, this won't post until uh 4 30 or so this afternoon uh so devin devon campbell uh goes to texas uh what did that mean uh for the culmination of the uh, uh offensive line class for steve sarkeesian and offensive line coach kyle flood yeah, I, th- I mean, I think it's just it, the, it ends up being the best offensive line class Texas has ever signed for me in my two decades doing this. Um, you know, I kind of talked about it this morning. It, it'll be interesting to look back on this class because in the state of Texas, Bobby, that t- 2010 class in state is the one that everybody kind of looks at because it had Jake Matthews, Luke Jekyll, Cedric Ogbue, Trey Hopkins. Daryl Williams, uh, Tyrus Thompson, six of the top eight guys got drafted from the state that year on the offensive line. Texas assigned a class with five top 300 guys for us in the on 300, four in the top 100 in the country. So you're going to have draft picks out of this class. I mean, we've been doing this too long. We know there's going to be draft picks out of this class. The question is, are you going to strike gold and have one of those great classes like uh, Texas A&M did? back in the day where they had three guys drafted really high. I mean, that's to be determined, but Texas offensive line classes, it's the best haul I've seen um, in my two decades doing this. Yeah, I I, I think that I would I would concur. Um, I, I think I've seen Texas sign as many offensive linemen as this. I don't think I've seen them uh, uh, sign as many nationally recruited players, uh, nationally recruited linemen as this. And that's the – that's the difference for people. I mean, it used to be a running joke. I mean, you know, among reporters back in the 90s and even the early 2000s, oh, Texas signed the class of beef. Right. It was the, they always wanted to make that, that uh, jump simply because it was easy and the longhorns and all that stuff. This is a little bit different. I mean, this, this, is a, this isn't just beef. This is like, you know, filet mignon <laughs> or, or, you know, tomahawk steak, whatever you want to call it. Uh, these are these guys a little bit different and cut a little bit different from a national perspective. Uh, Devon Campbell today uh, making his intentions known. Um, uh, a quick uh, footed player, really athletic. Kelvin Banks, uh, one of the state's and nation's top linemen, uh, left tackle, right tackle, just a, a, a really, as you've always been uh, like to say, you really liked his uh, trajectory from his junior to his senior season. I think you and I are on the same page on that. We see too many kids plateau 
their junior year, and that does not uh, lend well to where they're going in, in the next phase of their their uh, their time. And then obviously Cam Williams uh, is a guy, Neto Umiozulu, Connor Robertson, uh, uh, Malik Ogbo, and Cole Hudson, the only one that's still on campus. Um, you know, I know how we have them rated it on three, Jerry. How, what is your personal ranking of one, two, three, your personal pecking order of those guys? Yeah, I think, I think Kelvin Banks is number one for me. I just think he's the, the guy who's coming in at the tackle position that's going to be the most college-ready guy. I'm not sure upside-wise if you said, okay, you have to purely rank these guys. If they all maximize their talent, what's it look like? I'm not sure Cam Williams at number two for me. I, I just don't see many big guys that move like that, Bobby. I mean, you know, I mean, his heels should not almost hit his butt when he runs at 6'5", 380, right? I mean – and he's just got those, just all the big features. He's got body quickness. I, I, my question with him is, is he going to play tackle or guard? You know, I think that could go either way with him. Um, I, I would may, I would maybe even put Neto three. If you're talking upside NFL draft stuff, I mean, I think Devon Campbell's a better football player than those guys are uh, for sure right now. But you know, or if you're six two and seven eights and have thirty three inch arms, does that affect you in the NFL draft? Doesn't mean you can't be an All American football player at the University of Texas. So I think all four of those guys are all big time guys. But if we're talking highest upside, Cameron Williams has a very high upside behind Kelvin Banks for me. Gotcha. And and why I, I'm looking at it, you know, and I, I I think that it's interesting. And we we've talked about this before. You mentioned Cam Williams. I agree with you, by the way. I've seen him you, – you showed me some clips of him playing basketball, and it's ridiculous for a guy that size to be – I mean, it's just – you don't – you're not supposed to be able to jump at 380, right? <laughs> that's, right. that's like, you know, you you're basically got a quarter ton on your back and, you know, how are you <laughs> supposed to jump? The, 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 the thing that I get at in all these rankings, and, and I know you feel similarly, is that um, people don't realize – that there's all nuances to the ratings. They, they want to just pin a number on it out of simplicity uh, when in actuality, uh, what goes into it is much deeper and, and, and thoughtful than that. And ultimately there's only one way really to rank them, right? And that's what people want to quote. Uh, but you know, a player that is better today may not have the upside of a player tomorrow. That's everybody knows that in recruiting. They don't recognize it and they're not free to talk about it, I think, because they're trying to grasp on something that's definitive. And I, I, I personally like these discussions with you oh, because yeah. that's what I get out of it is that it's not just linear. You know, it's not just one, a plus B equals C kind of thing, or I guess that's geometric, but um, the, the, the thing that I'm getting at is, you know, I look at Cam Williams, I think he's a, a ball of clay, you know, yeah. and it's going to, it's going to depend on him maximizing his ability. That's it. Uh, I, you know, the best athlete of the bunch, I think the best athlete of the bunch is Dev Devon Campbell, right? Yeah, I, I think that's fair. I think it's a fair point. I mean, you know, I go back to what you, you pointed out at the Under Armour game. He's the quickest guy off the line of scrimmage. The guy's 6'3", 300-plus pounds. He dunks the basketball and warm-ups at Arlington Bowie, and he's a good basketball player. Now, you're talking about a guy that's probably averaging 14, 15 points, 7, 8, 9, 10 rebounds. He understands sports. We said we've said this before. He is just one of those kids. He understands leverage. He understands how to use his quickness, whether that's playing D-line, offensive line, basketball court. Those he just has an innate understanding of sports and what he's doing. And those guys, 
tend to be underrated uh, in our service as players. I've got to say this because I played intramural basketball at Texas. I would have no interest in playing Devon Campbell in intramural basketball. At I, having watched him play basketball, no interest. I mean, right. zero. I would get an elbow to the stomach and our chest, and it would be game. I mean, I'd just be no chance. Hey, Bobby, by the way, we need to point out, Kelvin Banks the number one ranked offensive tackle in the country, and Devon Campbell's the number one ranked guard. Yeah. I know Texas has never done that. Yeah. They've signed the number one at each position in the same class. And, and what – what you know, it, it, it's a pri- it'll surprise someone that you mentioned Neto, Umiozulu, in that same category with those other three, uh, perhaps because Cam Williams came on so late and he's just gargantuan, right? But why is Neto in that same category for you? Uh, whereas for some people, he's obviously not. He's ranked lower uh, than, than Campbell and, uh, and Banks for sure. Because I think he has the physicality. At the end of the day, and that carried over to the Under Armour game and the practices, he has the physicality. When he lines up against another big-time guy at that Under Armour practice setting, he did not back down physically. He went at those guys physically, and that's big for me, um, especially what we've talked about, you know, not only that position, but Texas football. Texas needs guys who wants to line up across from the guy and whip him. And I think Neto's got that, uh, and I think he's got great length, and I think he can bend. I, You know, again, him and Cam Williams are going to be interesting because you don't know. I'm guessing they both get tried at right tackle, and you see if one of them makes it at right tackle. I'd point, probably point to Cam Williams there, more likely, and then the other guy's going to move inside. So Neto is in that group of a guy that's probably a guard will get a try at right tackle. But I just think it's the physicality with him. I think he's a winner in the run game. Bobby, you called him the first time you watched his tape. You texted me and you said, that guy's devastating as a run blocker. That was junior tape, and he is. I mean, you could argue he's the best run blocker of this group on a consistent basis. Now, he was hurt a little bit as a senior. Um, but I'll tell you, I, I, I want to point something out, else out I forgot earlier. I was at the Summer Creek, Summer Creek Atascacita game this year. Uh, Kelvin Banks versus Cam Dewberry. And a head college football coach uh, and I were talking in, his offensive line coach, And they asked me a question that I thought was really interesting in regard to Cam Williams. They looked at Williams. They were talking about Cam Williams while you were at Atascocita versus Summer Creek. So Cam Williams plays for Dunkville, right? Probably guess who I'm talking about. But they asked me, who do you think has a higher upside, Kelvin Banks or Cam Williams? And the fact that the head coach and his offensive line coach asked that question told you how high they were on Cam Williams. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Yeah. And no, no, no doubt. doubt. And that's no what's doubt. interesting about Cam Williams' recruitment. I think the college coaches see him in a lot different way than the people in our industry did, especially early on. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, the other, the other side of the ball uh, that I want to mention that I think Texas did really well on, and, and I think you would agree with me at, is, is I think they did real well on the defensive front. Um, uh, getting Jure Bledsoe in 
early, by the way, at the last minute. We haven't talked about that too much, but he's now a midterm enrollee and on campus in, in Austin, the defensive tackle from Marlin by way of Bremont. Um, he's there. Justice Finkley is there. They, they've got some young guys now that they're going to be able to get into the mix this spring. Um, I think the two lines are the offense and defense, which is where they needed to concentrate, is where they hit the most pay dirt this year. Yeah, no question. You know, it's I don't have any doubt these D, the interior D line guys are going to be good players. Aaron Bryant's also on campus right now, right? So, the, Aaron Bryant, Bledsoe, I think Chris Ross probably has the highest upside of all of them, of any of the D linemen they signed. Um, I, I mean, you talk about a guy that's going to throw the shot, put 63, 64 feet. And, and, and Bobby, we've talked about it. He didn't even play low right now. What happens when he actually learns? To play low, he's going to be really scary at 300 pounds. So they they have, and they're all different players too. That's the thing. But I'll tell you where they're all similar. They're all they can all be interior pass rushers and disruptors. Aaron Bryant's quick off the ball. Dre Bledsoe's a freak athlete, um, and Chris Ross is right there with Dre Bledsoe athletically. And they all have the length. They all have the feet, and they all have the initial get off. So. I think they've addressed some big needs as far as having disruptive interior guys, a little different than what we we thought Alfred Collins would be this year, but different than some of the other guys that have played. So they have that depth. They're building a defensive tackle right now. Uh, Bo Davis is going to have a lot to work with. I think the key in this D-line hall, I'm not worried about the interior guys. It's going to be the edge guys. Um, and I put Bledsoe and Tap in the same in this regard. Those are guys you look at and say, are you going to maximize your talent, right? Because that's the questions with those guys. Are you going to be mature enough? You're going to do everything uh, asked of you as a student athlete. And small, then small school to big school. Small school to big school. Because yeah. Jamal Tapp may be the most gifted guy of all of them, Yeah. right? I mean, so we'll see if, if he gets that done. But then Ethan Burke's upside. I think people need to be patient with him. He's got a long way to go physically. But once he hits it in year two, watch out for him. Uh, you know, then Justice Finkley's going to win on motor more than the physical upside. He doesn't have the physical upside in the frame of the other guys we're talking about, but he's going to play hard. You're never going to question how hard he's playing. So I think they got a really good mix of guys. Zach Swanson's also a motor guy that I think plays on the interior. I think they got a really good mix of players in this class. Um, and, and I think the edge are going to hold the key, though, to this because that Texas has to get pass rush from the edge they need two of these guys to hit and they need one of them to hit next year honestly nitpicking with this class let's talk about nitpicking a little bit because everything's not sunshine and roses you and I, I as much as people want it to be that's not reality in life and um you know I look at it Jaden Blue did not play his senior year yeah. you know um asked to go back on the team the team did not let him back on the team Correct. You know, what does that say? I mean, is that really – is that your guy at running back? That You, you got to question that, right? I mean, I'm not saying I'm right or wrong. Second thing, they took one linebacker real, really, right? right? Travell Johnson. And linebacker is the team's – you could argue defensive – the edge is, is a, a bigger need. But, boy, I mean, they have some major needs at linebacker. And Travell Johnson, the one they took, was injured. Right. Um, so, as I nitpicked this class – I look at that, I look at quarterback, and you can say they took Malik Murphy, and that may or may not be the quarterback of the future. I think he's a good developmental prospect, but getting um, Quinn Ewers assuaged that issue. Right. You know, it answered that. So 
the two things where I like put a little pin point in it is running back and linebacker. Um, yeah. Did they sign enough at linebacker? I certainly don't think so. Is Jaden Blue the right guy at running back? I don't know. That's a fair question, right? I know what he was ranked before he had issues, right? Um, but you know, I, you know that that those are certainly red flags. And here's the thing with Blue as a prospect: before all the issues popped up, he's not a guy who drops his pads and breaks a lot of tackles in between the tackles. And that's you know, he's more of a space player with great hands. A great hands out of the backfield, as good as you'll natural as you'll see at the running back position. So that's what I was looking for as a senior. You know, that maturity, are you going to drop your pads? Are you going to start breaking tackles? Are you going to be a guy that excels in between the tackles and then outside the tackles and in space? We didn't get to see that. Um, so that's going to be huge in his development, even after what what you just hit on, which I totally agree with, is, is he going to be a physical runner on contact? Because if he's not, he's not – he didn't have a chance to be an every down back anyways, right? And I think the law, I think the biggest loss in this class was Jamarion Miller uh, because he is that physical East Texas kid that every snap wants to line up across from you and whip your ass. And that they were a good mix there. And so now you have to have Jonathan Brooks hit to me um, and puts more pressure on Tashard Choice to get either Ruben Owens or Cedric Baxter in 2023. And neither one are going to be easy. I'm not saying Texas won't, but I think that uh, Jaden Blue definitely puts a little more pressure on choice in 2023. And we'll see how Blue does this spring because also he got out of shape. You didn't play football for a year. You didn't have spring track. So you aren't in great condition when you report to Austin. So how quickly does he get in condition is going to be big. But now that joker can catch the football, Bobby. It's really natural. But he's going to have – look, you have to be able to run between the tackles. Well, I, I think I think it's called nitpicking for a reason, right? I mean, it's not like we're, it's not, uh, it's not Look, to be negative. Adwater instant player. I mean, that's what Will Muschamp always used to say. It's not Adwater instant player. I mean, yeah. that's what that's what we're talking about here. Yeah. Um, you know, the other thing that I I thought Texas did some spot recruiting really well, and not not spot recruiting in the way that I'm like going across the country for players, um, but I really liked uh, B, I really liked BJ Allen. I really like Terrence Brooks. I really like Brennan Thompson. I think those are all guys that have NFL potential, um, you know, and are ranked as such. Yeah, Bobby, uh, I'll say this. I think Brennan Thompson is the player in this in this class that's sitting in the catbird seat. With Isaiah Nayor on campus, Xavier Worthy, Nayor, Brennan Thompson, if he comes in, and, and I think I you know he's competitive. The guys that run on the track and run through a bone spur and still run 10 3, those are competitive guys. He came back and wanted to carry the ball with his teammates as a senior after surgery when he shouldn't have. He's a competitive kid. If he can come in and pick things up quickly, because that's the thing going to be the thing for him is not playing as much wide receiver at small school Spearman. He's sitting in the catbird seat because Xavier Worthy is going to have the safety over the top, right? Isaiah Nayor on the other side is going to scare people because the tape that they study at Wyoming is 6'3", 210, and runs that well. Brennan Thompson's going to have some favorable matchups. He has a chance to really excel. If he comes in and catches the football cleanly from day one and picks up the system, he's a smart kid. I don't think he'll have an issue with it. He's in a position to surprise some people next year on this team. Yeah, and I, I, I think about Jordan Whittington in that receiver group, and he's kind of the, the glue maybe. And so – 
which is what Marcus Washington really was last year. I, I, I feel like we don't have, I feel like we don't truly understand all the permutations of what that offense and what those that receiver group can look like until they get them on campus. Because uh, frankly, I mean, it's nice to say people are fast. Brennan Thompson's, yeah. there's not, it's unequivocal. You know what I mean? And so I think that, uh, you know, while Xavier Worthy is really fast, and he's fast in a football uniform, most importantly, uh, Brennan Thompson would would most likely beat him in a foot race tomorrow, right. you know. And so I, I think we worry about that. In the secondary, Brooks and, and Allen, uh, I think they're as good of football players as they are athletes is my, oh, yeah. my thing with them, which is, is key, especially for kids that you think might have an opportunity to play early. Yeah, and they're both on campus. Um, I, I think they're both attacking this very maturely. Um, you know, B.J. Allen almost pulled out of the Under Armour game just because he didn't want to risk it because he's so focused on having a chance to start as a freshman and as his eyes at Texas, same reason Terrence Brooks didn't play in an All-Star game. Those guys have a pretty mature mindset about them. Obviously, Terrence Brooks is so well-prepared because obviously his father, Chet Brooks, played in the NFL, trains DBs in the Dallas area now. So he comes in technically way ahead of the game and an understanding of how to study film. I mean, the Monday before he signed, he was watching film. I mean, it's, you know, you're a couple months out of the season at that point for him. Um, so they, they both have that multi-year starter focus type of mentality to them. And I think they're both guys who with draftable upside. Uh, I think Brooks is going to be fascinating. It, 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 it's very interesting with Gary Patterson on campus now at Texas. Gary Patterson was, and I was thinking back on this the other day, I was thinking back to a conversation I had with Chet Brooks when before Terrence Brooks ever made a decision. And they went and visited TCU, and Gary Patterson was the only coach that said, I want you as a safety. I think you can be a great safety. Everybody else recruited Terrence as a corner nickel. Terrence and his father know he can play anywhere in the secondary. And my point is, I think it's going to be fascinating to see where Texas plays him. Because he can play any of three spots. And he's coming in early, so he's probably going to get a look, start his career at corner, get a look at nickel. But who knows where he's going to fit. But I will say this, I know he's going to do it very well wherever he settles. Yeah, I think that that's the people, you know, there there are some guys that you see that things that translate. And his, his arm length is just yeah. one of those things that translates, body reactive quickness. Yeah. He's he's a really really talented player. The Under Armour camp in Dallas, the guy covered Evan Stewart on two or three routes, and he was pretty much right there with Evan Stewart coming out of a cut. Not many people are, and that speaks to just an innate feel and understanding, reading kids' feet and hips, reading their eyes. I mean, I think he maximizes all that. And that gets those guys on the field quicker in my submission. Terrence Brooks is going to play next year. It's just how much and where. Gotcha. Um, Jerry, any any highlights uh, that you also want to mention about this recruiting class? Any other lowlights? You know, I my lowlight is actually something different. It's it's Harold Perkins, the guy yeah. that uh, I think that, that that could have been a difference maker day one on defense for Texas. Potentially. Yeah, I'll, I'll go. I'll, I'm going linebacker, but I'm going with another guy. Lander Barton, Bobby, I, I, Lander Barton, you know, seeing him on tape, I knew he was really good. Charles Power and I talked about him and we saw him in, in the uh, All-America Bowl in San Antonio, 6'4", 220, 
long arms can cover. And then, you know, he's, you've seen the physicality, you know, he'll play downhill. I mean, two older brothers that they're in the NFL and he's the best athlete of the bunch. That's probably the one for me that I, I, I say, man, you know, Texas was on to something on that kid. You know, Harold Perkins was an easy one for me and you and anybody who's done this. Lander Barton ended up as a five-star for us and on three. I mean, we think he's that high level of a player and athlete. And when you're the best athlete of three brothers and two are in the NFL. That's, <laughs> a- that's not the Burton family tree. <laughs> not the Hamilton either. I'll just put it that way. All right. Good. Lander Barton's not here talking about recruiting one day unless he's, you know, talking about his kids being recruited. <laughs> All right. Uh, that's that's this week. Uh, I appreciate it, Jerry, for uh, the uh, recruiting special today uh, on National Signing Day. Uh, good luck for the rest of the day. Uh, Eric, Jerry, and I are going to try to get together and do a uh, live uh, YouTube uh, discussion here sometime this week as well. Uh, we'll have more details for you on the site for that. Uh, if you enjoyed this discussion, please consider clicking subscribe on the right hand, bottom right-hand portion of your screen. Also, Jerry and I both work uh, for InsideTexas.com, uh, the place for Texas football and recruiting news. For Jerry Hamilton, I'm Bobby Burton. Thanks for joining us. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.